Hi, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. In a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Today, what we want to talk about is what's your motivation for doing what you do as a Christian? What's your motivation for doing what you do as a Christian? <clears throat> and I heard a, a speaker the other day said at some point, no matter what you do, no matter what your profession is, you're going to sit there and you're going to ask yourself, why are you doing what you do? Like, why, you know, who are you doing it for? What's what's the motivation behind it? And I thought about that question and I, can, and I asked myself that question. And you would think it'd be simple, uh, but sometimes it's not as simple. Sometimes you really have to ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? And you may say the right thing, but your heart may be somewhere else. <clears throat> and so that's what we want to talk about today is... What is your motivation for doing what you do? You know, a lot of times um, you find yourself kind of in a fork in the road. Um, you kind of find yourself asking, do I keep going this way or do I do I quit this and do something else? And you, you ask yourself these questions because you're trying to figure out what the right thing to do is, um, because maybe up to this point, nothing's been working. And so maybe you're like, well, maybe I got to find another way. Right. And so you ask yourself these questions. So, you know, what should we do when we start to feel that way? <clears throat> and what I want to do today is I want to look at kind of the heart and the the inside of David as he was going through some things. And we'll see what we can glean from his life. So let's go to uh, Psalm chapter 73. <clears throat> Excuse me. Psalm chapter 73. And again, with this podcast, you know, with everything that we do, we, we let the scriptures talk. We, we try to do everything we can to try to learn from them, to try to grow from them and try to increase our faith from what the scripture says. So so here in Psalm chapter 73, you have David and in the previous Psalms and the Psalms after, he's going to talk about the times where where Saul is chasing him. He's going to talk about the times where he's in the cave. He's going to talk about the times where he, he starts to wonder why he's doing what he's doing. And so here in Psalm chapter 73, we kind of have a midway point of how he's feeling. And if you jump down uh, to verse number 20, 26 of Psalm 73, look at where David's heart is right now. My flesh and my heart fails, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go up a whoring before thee. It is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. And so think about where David was at the time. <clears throat> he's running from Saul and he's running and running. And all he did was help him. He's, he's done nothing to hurt Saul. He's done nothing to hurt Saul's family. He's done nothing to hurt Jonathan. He's done nothing to hurt them, but he's on the run. And so he's saying, look, my flesh is fit. My physical body is failing. Like I'm tired. You ever felt that way? No matter what you do, you ever feel like, man, dude, like I'm just like I'm spent. Like I got I got nothing left in the tank. Like I'm, I'm tired. You ever feel that way before? What about this? He also says, and my heart fails. So this isn't the best combination for any person to have. But has your has your heart failed? Well, what is that? What does a heart mean? Not not necessarily this, but in terms of your mind, 
your mind fails. You know, you're kind of like, I'm done. I quit. I'm. It's over, you know. You've ever felt that way before? David here, he says, my flesh and my heart fails. And I know we've all been there before, but notice David always tells God how exactly how he feels. But notice what he always does. He said, but God is the strength of my heart. And so what is the question we're asking? Remember, we're asking, what is your motivation for doing what you do? David's motivation and our motivation should be because, number one, God's the strength of our heart. And number two, because we love him. You know, think about think about someone you, you care about, whether it's a girlfriend, whether it's a boyfriend, whether it's parents, you know, spouse, whatever it is. What would you do for that person if they needed it? Even if they didn't need it. You would do everything you can because you love that person. You know, you don't have to be motivated by what that person can give you. You don't have to be motivated for a potential reward that they may or may not give you for your actions. You just do it just because you care about that person, right? And so with God, it's the same way. We go through whatever we have to go through physically. Why? Because we care about God and we love God. We'll do whatever we can because we love him. Well, what if he doesn't give you physical rewards? I'll still do it because he loves me and because I love him. Right. And so, you know, when your flesh and when your heart fails, that's the time you need to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Right. Let me tell you this story. When I was a student at the Memphis School of Preaching, there's a quarter, uh, it's fourth quarter of your first year. And you know, it's just it's just known as fourth quarter. And in that quarter, that's where um, kind of a separation happens to where the people that really want to be there stay and go through it. Uh, and it kind of weeds out the people that aren't in it for the right reasons. <clears throat> and so during that quarter, it was just bad. Like it was rough for me. Like school was rough. A lot of things were rough and it was hard. And uh, I remember going outside, and there's a basketball court right outside the the library, and I called that my office. And I'd always go out there, no matter if it was 1, 2 in the morning, whatever. If I couldn't sleep, I'd go out there and shoot. And uh, I was shooting one night, and I looked at my car, and I said, what's stopping me from leaving? Nobody's stopping me. And so I... I would say probably 85%. I was literally going to be like a ghost. And then I was going to grab my stuff. I was going to throw it in the car and drive. Now, the most reasonable thing was to drive back home. But I just wanted to get out. I, I wanted to drive till I had no more gas. Just drive. Just get out of here. And I was I was really close to leaving. But then as I was still shooting and I, as I was walking toward the apartment... I had to ask myself the question, why am I doing this? Why am I here? And so I, I started to think, <clears throat> you know, if I leave, I'll let my supporters down. The people who 
who support me to do what I'm doing. If I leave, you know, I let my family down. If I leave, I let myself down because I've always had a goal since I was 10 years old to go through the school of preaching. So I let myself down. Then at the time, I was an intern um, at the Forest Hill Church there. And I would have let those kids down. But I had to realize why I'm doing this. I'm doing it, number one, because I love God. But I'm also doing it so I cannot let all these people down. And so I, you know, I thought about it, I thought about it, and I decided to keep going. Now, did it get easier? No. But I was able to get through because I had so many people strengthen me without them knowing it. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate those people, especially the kids at Forest Hill. You know, I love those guys to this day. They have no idea the encouragement that they gave me. But you have to ask yourself, why are you doing what you're doing? Because I was so close to quitting. And you may be close to quitting. But, you know, one thing that quitting really is, quitting is very selfish. Because it's not catering. Whatever you're doing is not catering to you. You're not worried about how you quitting would affect somebody else. If I would have quit, how would that affect my supporters? If I quit, how does that affect me as a person? If I quit, how does it affect those kids that that look up to me? Are they going to quit when things get hard too? So, you know, sometimes you have to be strong, not just for yourself, but you got to be strong for other people. And so remember, we're talking about what's your motivation for you doing what you do. I hope as a Christian, no matter you know what you are whether you're a preacher whether you're a a person of leadership whether you're a member whether you're a mother whether you're a father no matter what it is you have to find your why of why you're going to be willing to do whatever you have to because you love god You you think about paul you think about all the things that he went through why do you think paul was able to take all that i think because he knew who his motivation was he didn't do it for glory He didn't do it for handshakes. He didn't do it for pats on the backs. He didn't do it for awards. He didn't do it for glory for men. He did it because he loved God. And here's a side note too. For leaders, especially for, for preachers. Some preachers quit and some leaders quit because people don't recognize what they do. And so, you know, if you've done X for the kingdom, if you've done X for whatever, right, and you don't get recognized, then some people quit because no one's recognizing what they're doing. You see what I'm saying? But you got to ask yourself, well, why am I preaching in the first place? Am I preaching so this brother can recognize me? Am I preaching so the brotherhood can know this? Am I doing this so I can, you have to really ask yourself, what's motivating you for doing what you're doing? And then what happens if you don't get those accolades? What happens if you never get an award? What happens if you never get recognized? What happens if no one ever knows your name? You going to quit? You see what I'm saying? You got to ask yourself these things. And so 
my encouragement to preachers is you got to get to a point where you don't care. I mean, you care about your brethren. You care about the brotherhood. But you got to get to a point where your motivation is to solely please God. No matter if this brother knows it, no matter if that sister knows it, no matter if that family knows it, no matter if this family, it doesn't matter. You have to just keep going and you have to know that if you do X amount and if you do X thing and it's great for the kingdom, you have to be satisfied with the fact that just God knows. And he's keeping count, not what we're keeping count of, that he's keeping count, right? So you have to understand why you're doing what you're doing. And that's that would be one message that I would give, especially to anybody preaching. If you're a student at the school, if you're a student at a, at a preaching school, no matter you know what you're doing, don't get into this for for glory. Don't get into this to have your name on a book. Don't get into this to have your name on a lectureship thing. Now, am I am I knocking that? Am I knocking people that do that? No. So let's not get extreme. We, we talk about this all the time, right? Let's not get extreme. I love speaking at lectureships when I have the opportunity. I love going to lectureships when I have the opportunity. I love hearing other brethren at lectureships when I have the opportunity. So let's not be childish and be extreme. But what I am saying is don't let that stuff motivate you to preach. Because if that's why you preach, if that's why you teach, you're in it for the wrong reason. What's your motivation for doing what you do? I hope today your motivation is to solely please God. And if that's your motivation... You will have the faith and the strength of David here in Psalm 73. You'll have the faith and the strength of Paul that he had. We talked about in 2 Corinthians. And you'll also have the faith and the strength that Jesus had. And so I don't know about you, but we've had some great brethren uh, do some great things in the brotherhood and are still doing great things. But I want the Lord to recognize my name among people in the scripture that's what i want him to recognize me as and i hope you want the same thing so what motivates you today here's one uh one thing before we before we end no matter where you are when you ask yourself this question don't quit don't quit because quitting you'll have to start over keep going keep moving keep pushing keep working you know, I was listening to something the other day, and it said, keep showing up. No matter if the results come, keep showing up. No matter if nothing happens, just keep showing up. And so, you know, I encourage you spiritually, keep showing up. Keep doing the right things. Keep preaching the right things. Keep living the right way. Keep working on yourself. Keep doing the right things, whether you see the results now or not. And then once you start doing that, you'll be a better person. And you'll be a better Christian to serve our Lord. If you want to listen to more of the podcast, you can listen on Spotify. Uh, you can also listen on YouTube. You can subscribe there. Uh, you can also listen on where else? Uh, on iTunes. Uh, iTunes as well. And so we're really close to getting the podcast on Stitcher. 
Stitcher's a, an app that you can get, and it's for our Android users. So we're close to that, but when that comes, we'll let you know. Uh, we have more great stuff coming on. I appreciate your support of the gospel, and, and let's keep learning, and let's keep growing together. Thanks.